0: Hey, and welcome to the Sunbrook Takeaway. I am Tanner Treffin, joined by Pastor Joey Rumble, who spoke the message, Don't Blame, but Reclaim, uh, with King or Chaos series we're in. And man, it was a great message, Pastor Joey, talking about Gideon.
1: Yeah, um, I love it. Cool. How are you doing? I'm doing good, doing good. Excited to dive in. Dive in. So you were saying you
0: actually had been to this area with Gideon? Yeah, it,
1: when, when you're in Israel, uh, a lot of times they'll say, Sometimes this could be the place, and they give you options. But at other times, they're certain that this is the exact place, even the stream where he whittled it down to three hundred, and that this was one of the exact places we were at. And I actually uh, bent down and grabbed some of the water from the stream where he had, you know, God had whittled it down to three hundred, and you could see where Midian was and where Gideon would have been, and it was it was really cool. Because of that springs, you know exactly where it is. So, cool. so you drank some? Uh, I can't remember. I'm sure I did. <laughs> I'm sure I did. Yeah, of course I did. Yeah,
0: interesting. Yeah, it's um, cool. So the first point you were hitting on is how disobedience has consequences, and you were talking about how um, with that next generation who did not know the Lord, that part of that is the the parents did not completely obey God of driving out the nations before. Mm-hmm. So that was good.
1: Yeah, uh, it's like hey, let's let's point the finger at us. Uh, instead of what are you thinking to the Israelites, let's talk about what are we thinking as uh, parents, as uh, the the next, ge- us impacting the next generation as, um, you know, I, I just think it's huge that we set the example to drive the enemy out in our lives and drive the enemy out in our church, that we don't allow the devil to have a foothold for the next generation. It's huge.
0: Yeah. And a point here I think that's really important is a lot of times we think like um, American church, like you're saved by grace, absolutely, and, and you can just sin, God's gonna forgive you and God's forgiveness is amazing and his grace is amazing, but that but sin still has consequences. Yes. Uh, that there's still an earthly price we pay of damaged relationships damage in our own life from from sin and so we just don't want to tolerate sin and 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 out of our love for god and our fear for god we just want to hate what god hates and love what he loves
1: yeah have god's heart and we really looked at it at the men's conference i had shared with me just this morning i was meeting with cleveland gregory used to be in our youth group that uh pastors church in uh chicago and when he was sharing i was trying to explain that the 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 grace of God is powerful. It's amazing. But it doesn't all of a sudden say that the fear of God is not important to the Christian's life. And, and he brought up, you know, it's, it's like a parent that it's lo- like a, a, you're to father a love and discipline. Like it's the love of the Father, but it's also the discipline of the Father. And our Heavenly Father, you you know He loves you, but He's also, there's the fear of God, there's the discipline of God. And so that love and discipline was another perspective to look at it that way. That's good. Um, this next point was
0: has spoken to me so much of don't let your circumstances dictate your identity of how Gideon was in that smallest, weakest clan. Um, and the angel comes to him and says, "Oh, you man of valor, the Lord is with you. And I'm like, mighty man of valor? Like, and I was like, that we're supposed to like, look at ourselves like that with God, that we're mighty men of valor or women. And I'm like, God, you got the wrong person. Like, that's <laughs> not me. And, and just kind of dictating your identity based on other things besides what God's word says, this is huge.
1: Yeah, because for seven years, he's watching... Uh, the Midianites come in and ravage their territory, take all their crops and everything. And it's like, man, if I'm a mighty man of valor, where are you, God? Why is all this happening? And like I told the church, it moves into wow wow wah wow with me. <laughs> and so we just got to make sure that our identities in Christ regardless of our circumstances.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so... I, I just know that's a big struggle, especially for the teenagers, our pastor, and uh, the parents. I'm sure it struggles well. But so what would you tell someone in application? How did, how can they have a good identity in the Lord?
1: Yeah, and I, I'm going to lean into that again this week. Um, it, it's, it comes from God's Word. It comes from saturating yourself and who God says you are, not what your circumstances. Uh, so it, it's all in God's Word of what He says about you. And that we're going to lean into that this week as well, uh, not Completely, but we're going to touch on that and really hit that application point. I'm excited. Um, The next one talks about we
0: need the peace of God and how the angel uh, said, do not fear. Um, You will not die. Peace be with you. And and, uh, Gideon says, the Lord is peace. Uh, Jehovah
1: Shalom. Uh, That's that's so powerful. He made an altar and he worshiped God and finding those peaceful moments in the midst of a chaotic world, they're there they are there i rented a house one time and you looked out the kitchen window and it was all it was was like nine feet by nine feet in this little corner where you could see it but it was so peaceful so uh, and it was only what 80 81 square feet you can find an oasis in the lord anywhere you are i mean the truth of that is looking at some of the prisoners of war and how they were able to encounter god in the in the worst horrific situations.
0: Yeah, or I think of like uh, the Christians that are um, getting chemo treatments with cancer and they're uh, impacting their doctors and stuff like that because they just have this peace yeah. with them even in the, in the face of death. Uh, I just think that's awesome mm-hmm. that, that God is their peace even in the worst cases.
1: Finding, you know, be still and know that I'm God. Is that Psalms 46.10? where It's just, okay, I'm going to rest in the Lord. I'm going to be still mm-hmm. and trust in Him. That's good. Cool. And then uh, this is the title of the message. Super
0: great point. Don't blame, but reclaim. So how can we walk that out? What does that look like? Uh,
1: Realizing that there's no perfect parent and that uh, they did the best they can for the most part because I'm very sensitive here about abusive situations and some situations where it's just horrendous stories you hear about at the hands of an abusive parent or something. So I, I say for the most part. But most of the time, you just have flawed parents that are human. And so you don't. You just got to, but you can't follow in those patterns because every parent makes mistakes. And so we got to make sure that we don't follow in those same patterns.
0: Yeah, and like kind of making the decision like, hey, I can't
1: control what's already happened, but I can control what I, what I do in response right now. Yeah. Uh, explanation, but not justification for your actions. Okay, you can explain your actions by the way you're raised, you're trained that way but it doesn't justify it like some people say irish have a bad temper well that's that's baloney you choose th- if you're going to have a bad temper or not you know it may so th- that kind of thing
0: yeah and god's in the the business of redeeming you know, of, of reclaiming and, and so we can lean into god and help us uh, to have that new life in yeah it. and
1: so i don't want to go overboard the other way where we're being too soft in that so many people have a parent wound that needs to be healed. I was just talking me and uh talking with gentlemen this morning. We were looking at how to help heal other people 's father wounds and be there for men to be examples of spiritual fathers for people it's huge. It's absolutely huge. So
0: what would you say if someone's watching right now, they feel like they do have a huge father or mother wound, or just wounds from their parents, how can they f- experience that healing?
1: Well, I think one of them, what we did at Men's Conference, where me, and shout out to uh, Brian Weersing, Lance Gomes, and Pete Labar, where we prayed over the men, uh, the blessing of God, that you look for a band of brothers, you look for uh, men of God who can pour into others. And, and that's men and women of, of caring for those wounds in their lives. And, and so us as men and women helping heal, hurt people, hurt people, but healed people, healed people. And so uh, I, I think going to others to receive prayer for blessings from the Lord, going to God, he says he'll be a father to the fatherless. Uh, these are just a, a couple of yeah. instances uh, of being honest about your past, some, sometimes we just think, "Oh, that's just normal." No, no, that that was trauma, and ex- realizing that's a traumatic moment, and finding healing in that. That's good.
0: So, is there anything in my life that can be a snare? And this was going back to Gideon's dad had had uh, an idol, right? There, that was a snare. Uh, yeah, the
1: was, the 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 shrine to the Sheer Pole and. The altar to Baal, yeah. And God
0: told him to tear it down, and he was. And this is comforting. I love how you talked about this in the sermon. Gideon was like, "Yeah, I'll go do this in the daytime. No big deal." He was terrified yeah. to obey God, but he did it. But he did it at night, and so uh, it just resonates a lot of times. God tells me to do something, I'm afraid. Yeah. Um, and so Gideon gets that for sure. And, and
1: but it was be- obedience. Mm-hmm. He, he was scared, but he obeyed the Lord. And I thought I felt like he was really on a roll there with Gideon there. And that was a defining moment, because then in that where, uh, you know, that they called, let God contend with him. And his dad said, you know, like, you know, so it was I think his dad realized the sin that he had done. Mm. So Mm.
0: that's good. I want to give a shout-out. Uh, Men's Conference was so great, and to to Chaz and Evan and Joseph all being part of the worship team there. Yeah. I was stepping up and not building some false altars there, but altars to God, so that was just awesome.
1: Yeah, and jo- that's the first time Joseph has played with a group with the keyboard, so that was pretty cool, too. And, and speaking of worship, man, and
0: I think it's two Wednesdays from now. We got on September 27th. Uh, at 6 p.m., we're going to have a worship night as a church. Everyone's welcome. We'd love to see you there Wednesday night, the 27th, uh, for a great time of encountering and worshiping God together. Uh, any other thoughts for us as a church?
1: or What was your takeaway? Uh, for me, it was that you got to finish strong. you got to rise up to the leadership that God puts you in. And Gideon rose up, but then he didn't finish strong. Mm-hmm. And so uh, this is a long haul. we got to keep doing it. Uh, in and out for the lord and i think that that's where i'm really that love of god fear of god double helix that i mentioned in worship during the first service as well as at the men's conference and i'll actually be mentioning it again as i'm working through the freedom group on wednesday nights Uh, that's huge i think that helps us live for the long haul by the way, I, I celebrate what Gideon did. Just make sure you finish well. So I want to make sure we help other people finish well. Don't get taken out. Yeah,
0: that's good. And uh, John Bevere talks about how something that goes hand in hand with fear of God is humility. And I feel like I see that so strongly in Gideon's story with um, how he had all these men who came to battle with him, but God cut it down to 300, right? Yeah. Uh, it was because he didn't want them to take the credit for the battle, but for that to see it was only by God that they did this. And so for me, is to continue to remind myself that, hey, any victory God does in my life where I see him move mightily, you know, people come to the faith or, or whatever, my family starts serving the Lord, um, to remember this is God. Tanner, don't credit, take the credit. It wasn't you. It was all him, so just continue to stay humble uh, and finish well that way. Yeah,
1: that's huge. It's huge. I've always been so inspired by Gideon and, and the story. And, and like I told the church, I Judges inspires me. It, it fires me up not to be what Judges points out in the, the, the circular continued uh, downfall of that.
0: Yeah, as we we were talking on next steps uh, about that some of the people were sharing like that really resonated that 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 cycle and they just experienced that and we don't we all don't want to be yeah. in that cycle but we want to have a kings.
1: Yeah, yeah, and Craig Yoho brought up a great point. I hit it in the second service. When Craig and I talked, when you get to Samson, you see that they're not calling out repentant anymore. They're just living in their sin and it gets worse and worse and worse. So the cycle stops. They're just living in sin and it's becoming exponential sinful. So meaning their conscience was so seared that they quit calling out to God. Man. That's scary. That's yeah, very scary. <laughs> so, that, so let's not allow ourselves to be that
0: way. Some re- takeaway there is repent, don't <laughs> live in sin. Uh, while your conscience is there and you're convicted, change, you know, Amen. listen to God. So Amen. Cool. Uh, so what is your takeaway? Uh, let's walk in headway together and apply the message. God bless you guys. Thanks so much for listening.